Hello once again everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Uh, now on Tuesdays is uh, our, new our time new slot. New, a new time <laughs> slot. We're getting counter-programmed by Pod Van Dam, and uh, you know we're just we're, we're moving to a new night. We're, we're moving to a new day. You know we didn't lose the war. We're just moving to a new a new time slot. Just yeah, we're just moving just to Tuesdays. To also, recording this podcast on Sunday has proven to be uh, not working for our schedules. <laughs> <laughs> at all uh which led to such the long hiatus and then you know once you get past sunday it's like uh, now we gotta wait till next week so now tuesday gives us a little bit more time to kind of get an episode together uh monday nights are usually pretty available for me you know unless there's something big going on on the usa network which uh you know who knows but we are sitting here recording this Monday night, yeah. uh, just uh, so we can get an episode out this week for the shows, the big double shot weekend coming up. But uh, before we get into any of it, uh, you know, we have to talk about the passing of longtime AW fan Jeff Kalb. Uh, totally caught me off guard, unexpected uh, when I woke up uh, last week. I was getting ready for work and. I had some messages, uh, and I was like, "What? What? What, what is going on?" And uh, was directed to look at his Facebook, uh, which there was uh, a message posted by his mother, Cheryl. Uh, man, just an awful, awful thing. Such a young guy, such a great supporter. Uh, truly, truly, just like. It. I mean, I know we've we've been through our fair share of tragedies uh, within the AW family. You know, uh, this one definitely hit pretty hard. Uh, I think for all of us, because you just, you know, Chandler was also young. There's been a lot of people that have passed away very young, but mm-hmm. you just uh, you, you just don't expect it, and. Um, you know, I thought about it today, actually. Like, it's going to be so weird because almost every time I arrive at the Odeon, Jeff Kalb is already in the parking lot across the street from the Odeon having a little private tailgate, maybe, you know, a group <laughs> of a few a few friends, uh, always there to, like, you know, say hello to me, always there before I arrive. Uh, just, man, like, really just, uh, it's a tragedy. Awful news. You know, I've heard different things on what happened. I'm not gonna really get into that, but um, just uh, really, really uh, terrible. You know, and yeah, um, there's a GoFundMe set up for the family. Uh, please, if you can, you know, help them out. Funerals are certainly not not cheap. Um, you know, I, I think it was close to the goal last time I looked at it. Very close. Um, and uh, the official memorial service will happen on su- this Sunday. Um, I've posted all that information on the AW Facebook uh, and Twitter. You know, if you'd like to attend and, you know, show support to his family. Um, 
Also, if you read the obituary, please do not send us any money. That was not that was not a uh, thing that was requested. I, his family, I think, is doing what they think Jeff would want, which I appreciate. But you know, I, I thought that uh, they, when they asked me for my address, I thought they wanted to send me a card or something because I had donated to the GoFundMe. I did not expect that for them to list to send money to AIW in the name of Jeff Cal- uh, Jeff Kalb. Um, we don't want your money. We want all your money to go to the family. Um, yeah. Or, you know, if you're so inclined, please donate to a charity or something if you're choosing. Um, there's way better things that you can spend your money on than, you know, sending it to us. Uh, this is just an awful situation. And, you know, I, I, I don't fault his family for putting that in there. I just... It caught me off guard. I didn't. I didn't think that that was going to be in there. Steve, you actually brought it to my attention. Yeah. Uh, and I was very shocked. Uh, so please don't send anything our way. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a very weird weekend. Uh, I know we're going to get into all that, but. Um, do you have do you have anything because this we'll get into that later but do you have anything you know to add about about Jeff I mean he I, I said this uh, um, on Twitter and you know when I when I first started ring announcing for AIW uh, 2015 and uh, just one of the first people um, that I remember who didn't really necessarily know me. But, uh, as you said, always a, a really big supporter of AIW. And, um, you know, I did it at the end of 2015. But I guess 2016 was really the first, like, full year I was ring announcing stuff. And uh, Jeff's also a, a guy I remember who was just always super supportive. Uh, not necessarily I didn't count on it, but, like, it's one of those things where you you could count on just, you know, the uh, for lack of a better phrase, but uh, always, you know, hey, good job tonight, Steve Guy, or doing a great job, Steve Guy. Like, just super positive, you know. Um, as we've often talked about on social media with uh, the world of pro wrestling and independent wrestling, people just, there is negativity, and people troll people, and everybody's out to get somebody, and Jeff just, uh, not that guy, you know, Uh just very nice, very supportive. Um, I remember him being one of the first people, one of our first AIW uh, fan photographers, really. And he took some amazing uh, pictures, even when uh, I think Magnum CK was doing his documentary. He was asking me at one point if uh, if I knew some pictures of Jeff have taken them or whatnot that he maybe wanted to use and was thinking about using and stuff. So... Um, just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like you shocked. Um, you know, I always w- would walk outside the Odeon. He's there in line. Like you said, the party with everybody, uh, he's, there are a handful of people who it's always, hi, Steve guy. Hi, Steve, you know, it's the cheesy, hi, Steve guy in full name. And he was one of them, uh, he was the first one. Jay Gold used to do it every week, but Jeff was the first one when uh, I think Gopher Broke aired to do the high Steve guy on Twitter. He just, he, um, 
I don't know. If you didn't know who he was, he kind of flew under the radar. Is that right? Does that make sense? Is that fair, John? Like, um, yes like, and no. I like mean, once, I think everybody once you knew him, or he yeah, knew he was you. a very soft-spoken guy. Yeah, that's what it means. Uh, but always made sure to also speak to you know he he wasn't like a, a loud and out there fan, but he would make no. sure to speak to you. Um, or let you know, like, hey, man, love the show, or, you know, always good for a Facebook messenger message or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, but, yeah, just uh, totally unfortunate. Um, from the AIW, uh, I guess, uh, realm of things, uh, Saturday, you know, we're hoping, you know, with the show in uh, – Jefferson, Ohio, this Saturday. That's very close to where. Oh my cat just knocked over a bunch of the, uh, <laughs> a bunch of cards just came out of their top loaders. Uh, there you go. But uh, you, you know that's I, I was gonna say. I think that's the thing to me that in the immediate moment, that's the thing that sucked the most when we found out because for so long. Jeff wanted us to get out in that direction. And here we were, it was happening, and I know that he was pumped about it. Uh, I don't remember if it was Twitter or the Discord, because I'm pretty sure, I believe he was in the AIW Discord, right? Um, uh, or maybe I think it, so. Or maybe it was just, I mean, he, it was either there or Facebook always commenting and and just always hopeful that we were going to get out further east in Ohio towards where he lived. Because he was just going, I mean, he was going to travel no matter where we went, but he loved, he would have loved that short commute. And I remember him being very excited that this was going to happen. And it just like, like 15 minutes from where he lives. Yeah. And that was the immediate thing that, that, um, you know, the whole thing is heartbreaking, but then it just broke you a little bit more because you're like, man, this, this was it. We're, we're here. We're going. We are going to him. Yeah, and, uh, it's and, just. Uh, I think. I think some of his family members are going to try to come out Saturday. I know uh, his dad has has spoken about coming out and uh, just kind of being around, being around his friends, and you know, seeing what he enjoyed so much. You know, I've I've had the opportunity to speak to his father several times over the last week uh and you know he just keeps reiterating that you know we you know jeff really loved coming to aw shows and you know we gave him you know something to to do and 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 focus on and uh you know it was such a really important part of his life you know uh, making sure he made all the shows so you know saturday is going to be for for jeff if you can come out and support it you know say hello to his to his family members that are going to come out uh especially if you can't make the memorial on sunday which is kind of out in the same direction um out that way so uh you know i don't know what the rules are but wink wink nudge nudge maybe get a little tailgate action going on uh before you come into the event it appears you know you this weather is ever changing but you know, it appears it should be a relatively nice day as it stands right now. Uh, sunny, 75, 
20% chance of rain, which is a little bit up from what it was yesterday, which was only seven. Uh, so you know how these outdoor shows drive me nuts, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully everything goes well. Hopefully, you know, we can have a really, uh, a, a really fun day, you know, in Jeff's memory and, you know, I'm sure people are going to cry and it's going to be an emotional time for a lot of people, especially the fans who were so close with him and spent so much time with him, you know, in the crowd and and tailgating before all the shows. Um, But let's try to have, you know, a a fun day for Jeff, do what Jeff would have wanted to do, do, you know, he wants everybody to have fun. He wants everybody to party. He doesn't want anybody to be sad. Um, You know, as you know, his father has told me, you know, he wants an Irish wake. So, um, hopefully we can, you know, we, we can at least, you know, try, try to do that. Um, Saturday, you know, that, that is, that is the plan. Yeah. Uh, like I said, as of, as it stands right now, it, it looks like it's, you know, going to be a relatively nice day. Says a few afternoon clouds, mainly sunny, seventy six, and uh, you know, towards the evening it says there could be some rain. The uh, the chance goes up a little bit, you know, in the evening, but I don't know what uh, the Weather Channel's app <laughs> classifies as <laughs> evening time. That could be it's not very specific, so. Any meteorologists out there listening, keep me posted. Um, you know, I want to say one more thing about Jeff, and and uh, we'll we'll try to kind of transition here. But there are AIW is special, and then a lot of people talk about it feeling like a family. And we have a lot of longtime fans that uh, roster members who have come, you know, X amount of times. I don't know what the amount of times would be, but. A certain amount of times they come, and then he start to recognize the faces. And uh, at times they're able to put names to those faces. Or, of course, it's independent wrestling, right? So you have the merch stands. And you have fans who will make sure they go up and talk to every single person, basically, that has a table. And Jeff was one of those people. And when I talk about how positive and supportive he was uh, as a person... It's a telling sign when not just us, those that help organize and run AIW shows, are talking about him. And of course, you know, we we talk to the fans before, after you I mean, you talk to them, they message you all the time. Obviously they've known you I for mean, much longer. Yeah, like Britt Baker called me yesterday just yeah, to ask just yep. to ask, like, what happened to Jeff Cowb? Like, what's going on? You and know? that's like, what I'm saying. And and if you looked across Twitter, there were so many people that were AIW roster members or mainstays who had something to say. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it goes to show. You know what I mean? He wasn't one of those fans that people were just like, uh, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, trust me. You know, I hate to say it to you people, but some of you fans... Some of the wrestlers complain about you in the back. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jeff was not one of those fans, though. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, so it's it's just a, a glowing testament when y- you just kept seeing uh, wrestler after wrestler 
you know, performer after performer uh, saying something on on social media about him. So that's uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure I threw that out there. All right, we we didn't even do the intro. We didn't even do the intro. Come on, it's your, we didn't. We didn't. Just signature. It's your signature. Well, you know, as we get into this, of course, uh, we do want to thank everybody that helps us bring this show to you for free uh, whenever we decide to record it, whenever we decide to put it out, on whichever platform you choose to listen. Uh, thanks to, I don't even know who the hell our sponsors are. First of all, thanks to Dive Bar. We told you last week, we're going back to the Dive Bar for the after party, July 30th. They're officially, I suppose, a sponsor at this point. They help us out financially. So there you go. Whether you like it or not, we got into that last week. But Dive Bar, uh, shout out to them. West 6th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Great times there. Uh, thanks to Pollyanna DIY, Thrift Store, Jobber, Voodoo Monkey Tattoo, Sean Jaundice there. And thanks to Smart Mark Video and IWTV. Of course, thanks to the merger between the two. Watching AIW never been easier. You can purchase a DVD or MP4 for download at smartmarkvideo.com. They have the entire AIW archive that is available for purchase. Or you can sign up at independentwrestling.tv or download the IWTV Live app and watch plenty of AIW shows from the archive. It's a rotating archive there. Get those... And get the hey, nobody really did listen to us last week. They gotta get those <laughs> get those viewership hours up. Jesus. Get those viewership hours up. And of course, this is the week to do it. If you sign up for IWTV, use the code absolute so that they know that we sent you. But we're I closing out we're closing out the month. We gotta close it out strong. Well, and it's only nine ninety nine, it's ten bucks. You can watch countless hours of independent wrestling, not just AIW. There are so many uh, wrestling shows. There are interviews that are on there. Um, it's it's a, you know we talk about lots of that, lots of Cabana Man Dan matches, ton of those. Well, and you know, unfortunately, not to be somber, but uh, people who pass away. An interview that a lot of people were interested in seeing. Uh, Eddie Kingston sitting down with Brody Lee. That is on there, I believe. Um, they put that out there for you to view. So, it, and also, gotcha. also, this Friday we're going to be streaming live. We will be streaming live this Friday on IWTV. That's I know the that there was some. Watch it. There were some. There were some questions about that. Is it going to stream? Is it not going to stream? We are streaming live on IWTV this Friday. Saturday's event will not stream live because, quite honestly, don't know if there is internet there so we did not want to <laughs> you know uh, IWTV has the capability to stream without internet but uh, there's so much room for error uh, so we had a discussion we will not stream live Saturday however they are looking for a quick turnaround to broadcast uh, the replay I, I guess it would be the replay you know what I mean like a VOD yeah. broadcast I don't know what the correct terminology is for that but to you know, uh, to stream it, premiere it, premiere. That's a good word. Premiere. That's a good it, word. Premiere. Yeah. To premiere that uh, very quickly, probably next week, I would think, okay. uh, if it's ready to go. Uh, the plan is to edit it live as if it was broadcasting live, so they can put it up 
it might even go up Saturday night. I don't know, you know, or or Sunday, but that that's the plan. So two brand new AIW events coming to you, uh, one at least Friday, and then uh, another one very close to Friday. I'll say well, that. and here's the thing about Friday. Friday, July thirtieth, we are streaming live the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament, and it all centers around our show that we did go for broke we did 10 weeks of episodic television for iwtv so if you want to understand how we got to this tournament why the people are in it that are in it you need to get iwtv you need to watch go for broke and binge 10 hours of television roughly it's probably boils down to like nine nine and a half not every every episode's just under an hour so you could shave some time off there but uh yeah it's the best best way to catch up and understand what's happening this friday so if you haven't watched that yet and you plan to watch the show on friday get on iwtv man yeah get get on iwtv that is the exclusive home of AIW um, and listen there's a lot of a lot of things going on so uh, if you want to support AIW watching us on IWTV is the best way to do it uh, outside of buying a ticket um, if you just watch our events on that service it helps generate money for us it helps us be able to pay the bills um, and that's really what it's that's really what it's all about you know we're not trying to you know, do anything more than pay the fucking bills, pay the wrestlers, uh, continue to be able to put on live events because yep. live events are back. And uh, we have quite an ambitious schedule to uh, close out 2021 since we were unable to, you know, do events for so long. And uh, even what we have on the schedule, some is announced, some isn't announced. We're working on adding more dates to that before the end of the year as well. Uh, you know, I know people want to see us back at the Winchester. People want to see us at new venues. Uh, we have a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, just support us any way you can, you know, whether it's buying a ticket to the shows this weekend uh, or watching as they stream live. And, and there, are, that's, there are still tickets available to both events. Correct. Correct. I, uh, you know, we have increased... Uh, the 100 <coughs> to um, we have Friday set up for 175, but I think honestly it, I am gonna bump it to 200 because we are gonna we are set up for August for 200. Okay. So I think I'm just gonna bump it up a little more. I mean, listen, nobody it. else nobody else is doing any fucking restrictions anymore. We're like <laughs> the only ones abiding by it. We're not winning any fucking. We're not winning any trophies for doing it, you know, like we did. So like, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other podcast, but I feel like we were one of the safest, not even just wrestling. We were one of the most thoughtful and safe. We don't even podcast together. We still don't even podcast we don't, together. We don't even podcast together still. And we live 15 minutes away from each other. And nobody paying, paying for this stupid fucking remote podcasting service monthly. And nobody gives fucking a 50 fuck. bucks. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck that we're still like, hey, let's be safe. And, you know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you what. It's it's getting, it's wearing thin. Those 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 capacities are inching their way up. I'll say that. 
there. you know, but like I said last week, I don't know if we could sell 300 tickets, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we're going to, maybe we're going to try to find out sooner than later, you know, like, uh, Hey, John the, Thorne, uh, is this, is this our first ever hard sell Tuesday? Hard sell Tuesday debut, new time <laughs> slot, pod Van Dam just fucking bumped us out of the Monday category. <laughs> I just, I just thought of that. Yeah. As we're as we're going through it, so get your fucking tickets, people. Uh, let's, you know, we started off somber on this, but uh, listen, these- this is, you know, I, I I've really been thinking about this. Yeah, you know, we've we've sat back, we've played by the rules, we've tried to reopen by the rules, we've done so many things, yeah. uh, we've taken flack for some people we've booked uh, for simple simply signings that we know will make money that are not targeted to whoever doesn't like it we gave uh, you episodic television i'm looking no crowds because that's what you wanted and you didn't fucking watch right <laughs> so uh, like, this is a bitter podcast bitter podcast <laughs> uh so you know what like it's time for us to make money and get this company back on its feet and get this company to a healthy position again um and that's the plan you know yeah. like that's 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 what we're doing uh, some people aren't going to agree with every decision that we make. Uh, I've realized that when you try to do things that you think everything will be agreeable for, like nobody gives a shit. Like they just go, oh, cool. They're doing everything right. I'm not buying a ticket still. I'm not watching on IWTV still. So, you know, we have to make adjustments and we have to we have to start doing things that are going to be best for the company to make money. Yeah. And we and see a, a lot. We see an awful lot of people who do ridiculous bullshit and are making money. And then there's us, and it's you know, hey, uh, I don't know. But hard sell. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go down the path. Hard sell Tuesday. Uh, I, I, like I said, we started off somber, but make no mistake about it. This weekend, uh, we've has become about two. It's about the wrestlers, but it's also about two individuals, and it's going to be a fucking party. Come help us memorialize two amazing people. That's really what this has become. Right, and, you know, like we, we, we touched on it last week, you know, we have done incarnations of a Chandler memorial. And, you know, it, it like I said, you know, it was never really fleshed out, not all of us were ready to deal with it. Um, we were trying to combine it with the JT lightning Memorial tournament, you know, invitational tournament. Uh, and it almost became an afterthought, which I don't think is fair. You know, we were trying to initially thought that it would make the weekend so much bigger um and it wasn't doing Chandler Chandler's memory justice in a way um and I think this year we're doing it right it is its own standalone thing it is its own event it features essentially for more or less Chandler's extended children um so you know I I feel really good about this this weekend some people may look at the lineup and go ah you know there's no big big names on it or whatever 
that's not what it's about. That's not what I think he would have wanted it to be about, especially, you know, as, you know, in the later years of his life, we started really developing and pivoting towards the school and making it a relevant part of AIW and making it a true talent feeding system, not just mm-hmm. a wrestling school where people set the fucking ring up and never wrestle. Uh, we really made a conscious effort to make it a talent feeding system and a talent breeding system. Uh, so I think that's what he would want is what we're going to do this Friday night. Um, you know, some of the people in the tournament knew Chandler. Some of the people did not know Chandler. Um, but it is, well, we'll get into this in a second. It is nine uh, people who, you know, are very deserving for different ways in in being in that tournament. Um, and if people, okay, I'll get extremely personal as to why Razor Sharp is in the tournament. And you Steve, go. you can, Steve, you can uh, speak to this. Mm-hmm. The last time either of us spoke to Chandler Biggins was the day of a UXWA event. Yep. Uh, I believe it was also your birthday. It was. We had a UXWA ring rental, which for those of you who don't know, Razor Sharp ran the UXWA. He would rent our equipment uh and we would help him book his shows and chandler was supposed to go and do the ring rental that day i was not i believe i had a date or something to do you know something along those lines so i said hey you know can you just cover it and he said yeah no problem he uh had texted both of us earlier in the day said that he was not feeling well and which if you want to hear the extent to that whole thing, you can go back and find that podcast where we totally break down what happened to Chandler. Mm -hmm. But that day in essentially, you know, I mean, Chandler and I spoke every day, but there could have been, you know, he wasn't feeling good. Could have not heard from him. If it was not for a UXWA ring rental, then I may not have even had the opportunity to speak to him before he went into a coma and was never the same again. Yeah. Um. So you know, for people that question why Razor Sharp is in, trust me, you can. There's there's a lot of questions, but from my perspective, that is my personal story as to why he has a spot in the Chandler Biggs Memorial Tournament this Friday. Yeah, it was uh, was the very next day. I think Chandler goes into. Uh, he went, no, so. he went that night. He that he was went that, that night. Yep. Okay. Because I spoke to him afterwards. I let him know that the uh, ring run went smooth. Razor sharp was all good. He paid. You know, he paid. <laughs> Everything was fine. I said I had the money. I'll, I'll bring it to training. Um, and then. That's when he said, hey, this is what's going on with me. And then the next day, 
I had texts from him, but they were from his mom, oh, from Patty. His mom. That's right. And you know, that was pretty much that was pretty much it. You know what I mean? As far as him being who he was. Yeah. Uh, it was that day. So yeah, I mean Razor Sharp, UXWA is is a part of uh uh it's a part of the Biggins folklore, I guess. You know, he was he was often there, uh, setting up the AIW booth selling. Well, I don't even know if it was the AIW booth. It was Chandler selling, uh, was Chandler out magazines. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was always at a UXWA show too. Uh, so there is definitely the razor sharp connection uh, to Chandler Biggins, and it's uh, you know. Biggins was fond of this razor as a character deal. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a nice nod and tip of the cap to both of those guys, I think. Yeah. And you know, let's, it's gonna, it's on his actual birthday. This Friday would be Chandler's, it is Chandler's birthday. 39th. Yeah. I think, 30 is it 39 or 38 oh let's see he 82 i think is sorry. yeah so yeah 39 yeah uh so you know let's let's do what you know let's let's put on an awesome event come support it especially those of you out there that maybe don't come to every show but remember seeing chandler finally this event is for you to come and remember him. Um, I know that there's a lot of you, you know, and uh, this podcast too. A lot of people could never listen to this podcast again because Chandler was not on it. Yeah. Um, listen, this is this is the night for for all of you to, you know, come out and remember Chandler. And afterwards, we are going to have the official Chandler Biggins birthday party at dive bar. Um, you know, I, I, I said it's in the discord today, but <laughs> uh, I better hear a lot of people asking what kind of flavored vodka do you have? Because that would be his one thing. If he would have one drink, he would make some sort of weird three olives flavored drink. You know what I mean? Like give me a three olives, grape and Sprite, uh, something like that. Um, I'm I'm just uh I'm I'm actually looking forward to this forward to it all this year as opposed to you know there's also the stress of a Jayla tournament and the mm-hmm. just how expensive that is that I I've just, we've said it a million times that it's always been a money loser or a very large uphill battle and you know especially when we added you know the tag tournament when we brought in people like the Spirit Squad and we tried to have additional names on it it just, I don't think it worked. I, I i would like to continue to hold, you know, the Chandler tournament as a standalone event, probably going forward. Uh, but I, I really hope everyone can get out and support, you know, there's still, there's still tickets left. I'm probably going to increase it to, to 200 anyway. Um, so let's, let's sell them, you know, let's sell them. Let's go to dive bar. Let's, remember Chandler and let's head to Ashtabula County on Saturday morning and uh, you know, a little earlier day for us than most of you. (laughs) Um, 
I will get, you know, I will get the official time we are to start from the event organizers. From what I understand, it is going to be closer to probably three or four o'clock. <coughs> I know that they have vendors and uh, different things going on and bands uh, starting at 2 p.m. And uh, the event is outside, so expect it to be over probably seven, eight o'clock. Uh, no after party Saturday night. I think we will all be nice and done for uh, after, you know, the two shows plus the dive bar after party. And, you know, if anybody is still able, I would hope to see people uh, at the Jeff Kelb Memorial on Sunday. Yeah, there you go. I'm ordering uh, Diet Coke, no ice. That's, always, that's, that's a Chandler classic. <laughs> Coke, no ice, not Diet Coke, no ice, but I, I thought he went. I thought he went Diet Coke. He might. He might have later on, but it was like, switched later on. No, yeah. no matter what the drink was, was a no ice. Big. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a Chandler Biggins uh, trope, right? Big no, no. ice guy. <laughs> yeah, big no ice guy. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, let's let's do this, man. This tournament, uh, I think, like you said, this is um, this is more of how the tournament started when we used to do it as the Back to the Future Cup, right? But, but that was still kind of which was a big over, development of yeah. Chandler. You know, that was a big thing that he pushed forward. Yeah, uh, and then even that kind of. Um, you know, was in a little bit in in the shadow of of the Jaylet tournament because it was the same weekend. But so this works. This is going to be great. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. The school is AIW is something that Chandler is passionate about, but the school is what you know that that was like the passion. You're right. Um, you know, he people don't know this because obviously they weren't they haven't been there, but. Uh, when Chandler was here, he was at, I mean, I would say, John, he was at almost every single yeah, training say, session, pretty I'd much, say right? like 97% of them. Yeah. Like, you could count on him being there and watching everybody work. And and uh, he lived a good uh, almost hour outside of the city. And he did, Traveling, yeah. you know, people don't realize that. You know, he lived out in Geauga County. Um. He would, I'm pretty, that's Jogger County, right? Bainbridge. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, he would travel in and uh, back and forth and, you know, always, always was, you know, uh, would drop everything, come to training, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's still weird for him, you know, to not be here and, mm-hmm. you know, to go back on, you know, in, on my vagueness of, you know, people being upset over, you know, some things that we have booked coming up in the future. To be honest, I didn't think about any of those things that uh, were out there, was unaware of what was out there. It was simply something that made me think of Chandler Biggins uh, and made me laugh uh, because of... <laughs> And you can go back and listen to one of the early podcasts. Uh, it was such a memorable thing that we did together. Uh, the first time we booked that person, uh, I simply, with blinders on, booked it off of that. And, you know, if you want to hate me for it, you can hate me for it. I will take that. But 
it is something that I did to uh, remember my friend because it made me it made me happy to think about him laughing about it honestly uh and you know it is it is what it is if it's uh <laughs> if that collapses the company uh so be it but uh you know it is uh if it's not for you it's not for you you know it's that's not who it was for uh, it's something uh, you know in this weird sentimental memory of my friend uh that was very very cheap to do uh, <laughs> you know so uh it seemed like a like a win-win i was unaware of all the other things i'm not going to debate that now uh i'm just explaining my perspective uh and you don't have to agree with it that's fine we that that's how the world works we don't all have to agree there's plenty of things i don't agree with uh but it you know it is it it, it is what it is this is you know, I'm feeling, uh, I've been feeling a certain kind of way, you know, thinking about Chandler a lot, uh, especially with this tournament coming up and it being on his birthday. And, you know, we, uh, have de- all developed such a relationship with his mother, Patty, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I just, it was something that I thought that he thought would think is funny. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Plenty of people know what I'm talking about right now. I'm not going to get into the specifics of any of it. You're never going to get me to debate you on it uh that's that's not why i did it i did it for my friend because he would think it was funny uh and that's it sometimes shit's just funny that's it <laughs> that's, that's it what are you, let's let's talk about this tournament a little bit um you know everybody we've said everybody's got a reason that for their being in there razor sharp we, we talked about we know why he's in there um you've got multiple people with buys uh, Trey Lamar is a guy who was. Out well, we have of, to talk. We have to talk about who's not in there. I was going to kind of yeah work my way back to that, but uh, if you want, we can get right into that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we should. Okay, so you said is, is, if people look at the brackets and as people if people watched go for broke, they know that there were slotted to be ten people in this tournament. As we started talking about it uh, during the course of this recording, you said nine. Uh, so people are aware uh, Dominic Garini will not be participating in the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament. Yeah, we were, Dom especially, was very hopeful uh, things would change in his favor. I'm not going to really put all his business out there. I don't know what he has put out there to people. I know a lot of promoters are aware of what's going on. Um, He got some bad news uh, about a month ago based on a checkup uh, of things that were were bothering him. Um, He got some additional bad news about a week ago. Uh, he was hopeful that he would be cleared. He is not cleared. Um, he has to see, uh, he's hoping to see a specialist. He was hoping to see the specialist before Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, turns out, you know, he can't get in until, uh, August sometime. So he has to forfeit 
his spot in the tournament. Uh, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not gonna say what's going on with Dom. That's his story to tell. Yeah. Maybe he'll tell it. Maybe he won't. Maybe it's all a big misunderstanding. Um. You know, he has a lot of things, a lot of things up in the air that uh, he, you know, he's trying to figure out and get figured out for him. And he has uh, some doctor's visits in the future. Um, but, uh, you know, he's still help, he's still at the school. He's still doing different things. He's still participating, but uh, he is not cleared to participate in any sort of wrestling match for now uh and he's very upset about it because you know he really wanted to be a part of this for biggins for the company um but it's just it can't happen and uh he's accepted that based on you know what the doctors have said uh at this time and you know we'll leave it at that so and instead of trying to rebook something or go back to the go for broke standings uh we're, we are simply just going to allow mikey montgomery to receive a buy uh and you know that's that so there will only be one wild card match this friday and to be honest that might be the thing that dom is most upset about because i know he really wanted to choke mikey out <laughs> and i really wanted them to too <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so mikey gets the bye and uh and well he takes on he'll he will take on trey lamar who, um, met, who they met on they were the very first match uh on go for broke so through through all of this we it ought to, you know it it kind of comes full circle there um and then of course we have uh Derek and the duke both in this thing, and uh, but they both have connections to Chandler. I believe Chandler is a big part of why Derek uh, started training and, and coming into AIW. Am I right? Uh, yeah, because Derek used to attend as a fan, you know, so he would speak to Chandler almost, uh, you know, all the time, all the time. And, uh, you know, the Duke, the history with the Duke is well documented. Uh, go way back, you can listen to, uh, one of the early episodes on the podcast where the Duke and Chandler are on. Um, yeah. And there's probably more than just that one, but, uh, you know, <coughs> the Duke long time, you know, I don't even know if you would call him a friend of Chandler, associate of Chandler. <laughs> uh, they a definitely had so. a, they definitely had quite the love hate relationship. Um, so it is with great pleasure to put uh, a Duke in there with a such a young up and coming talent to make him work super hard uh, because that's the way Chandler would want it. You know, he would he would love to put the Duke in that sink or swim situation. Oh yeah, no, he definitely <laughs> he does not want to ever. He would never give Duke an easy match. That would not be a Chandler thing. Uh, on a stage like this, you you've got to make him work. And I'll say this: if Derek does not attempt to bag the Duke as tribute to Chandler, I, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Yeah, I mean, uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, but I will say this: you know, uh, the Duke, the Duke does 
he does show up when he needs to show up in a big situation. Uh, I know that he's taking yep. this pretty seriously. Um, so I'm interested to see how it goes. You know, you never know. You know, we're putting a lot of weird matchups in here. We're not booking for uh, necessarily the the music video or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, we're booking for our fan base. For you know, if if you don't know some of these people, you, you might not even care about this tournament. You know, I don't know. Um, but uh, what the I'm quite the salesman, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, is, yeah, if you don't care about these people, uh, I mean, you know, we don't but, uh, you know, it's just true. You know, you, I'm not going to, you know, it, this is really for our hardcore fans, you know, that have followed go for broke and followed and are aware of all these, all these people participating. It is. But um, can I, can I say this about AIW? Here's the thing. It, it, we have AIW has kind of only slightly gotten away from, um, you know, booking indie darlings, for lack of a better term, but not really. Like, AIW has a very rich history of booking people early on and then becoming regular mainstays. And a lot of these people are on TV now, and it's well, doc- well documented. Obviously, Johnny Gargano is, you know, a huge part of that. But, you know, you look at a guy like Ethan Page, who is just exploding on AEW right now and deservedly so uh AIW was a home for him right he he's held the absolute title more than anybody else so you know he was a guy that cut his teeth here obviously Britt Baker it's well documented you know and and people even before them uh Seth Rollins right Claudio or uh Cesaro is, of course, in WWE. You know, all, all of these folks. And while I mean, it's... There's a, there's a huge list. There's but. more and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heidi Lovelace. I mean, as people know, Ruby Riot, of course. Ray Rowe, who's on WWE. But uh, I forget his Viking name. Sorry, Eric. Eric. <laughs> from the Viking Raiders. But, you know, rather than people coming from all over, the formula didn't change. The formula was still, let's take and give these people a shot. And when we see something, let's develop, right? But the difference is you're doing it from the very beginning and the ground up with the AIW Academy or even earlier on than what people did. So while this list may be people that, uh, you know, if you didn't watch Go For Broke or whatever, you might look at AIW and be like, um... Why should I give about care? Give a shit about these guys? They're not on the forty-seven other indies that I watch and keep track of. Well, you know what? Neither were all the other people that I just listed previously. If you would have looked, AJ Gray used to just come and you know help at the concession stand and help at the beer stand. You know, what yeah. I mean? there's a lot of these people that they come from somewhere. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying they come from AIW, but no, but if you would, it's the same, it's the same idea of taking young, relatively unknown talent and giving them a platform and helping them develop. I've fully finally accepted that AIW is more or less a developmental for the indies. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term. Um, and you know, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> and that's always going to be the plan because 
I think booking, you know, I, I certainly love mixing in these elite level talents, you know, like a Tom Lawler yeah. um, and other people. But I think if you do a whole full show of that, it's so easy. You know, it's just easy. Yeah. I, I But it's it doesn't build the community. It doesn't build the camaraderie, especially locally. You know, there's uh, so much more, you know, especially developing developing it from the day one. You know, there's just so much more to it. Uh, I really believe in it. I believe in, you know, the AW school. I believe in, you know, everyone that's come out of the AW school. Uh, you know, obviously some turn out better than others. But, you know, that is neither here nor there. Like, you know, not... Not everyone is, you know, a, a superstar. You know, not everyone is born Michael Jordan. That's just how it goes. Same goes for pro wrestlers. You know, not not everyone is is born, you know, to to be that elite level performer. Uh, but that doesn't mean they don't have a place. That doesn't mean that they don't belong. Um, and I, I I truly believe in in who we're putting in this tournament. Yeah, and I, I look, I think that there are people in this tournament that have incredible futures ahead of them. I, I mean, I would say the majority of this tournament has the opportunity to have an incredible uh, future ahead of them. And you have some people who are, have been overlooked. Uh, I mean, he's getting some attention now, but a guy like Pretty Boy Smooth, you know, he... He has had to reconfigure what he was trying to do, and it's just his comfort level has grown so much, and his confidence has grown so much that this is a guy that's now starting to slowly garner some more attention. Uh, just don't use those old promo picks. Don't use those old promo picks. Yeah, that's, that's uh, big no. That's a big no no. I read I read it on social media today. But you, but you know he listen. He appeared on uh in a on AEW programming, right? So it, this this is a guy that you should watch out for. Same goes for, for Trey Lamar. You know, same recently, goes with um, Trey Lamar. Yeah. So these are those guys, and this is where they're coming from. You know, my point is like if you would have watched it, ten years ago, if you were looking at an AIW show. And, it, and this was 10 years ago, you might look at that list and be like, who the fuck are these guys? But now you look at that same show and you're like, oh shit, Ethan Page, I know who that is. Eddie Kingston, I know who that is. Heidi Lovelace, oh, she was Ruby Riot, I know she, you know what I mean? It goes on and on. Johnny Gargano, I know who this guy is. And it goes on and on like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why you should give a shit because, I mean, John Thorne, you kind of know what you're doing here, man. <laughs> not to not to blow smoke up your ass, but like, I mean, you, I still I still never think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, that's that's sure. It's but I have an idea, and I, I I tend to stick to my guns, you know, on on certain things. I am willing to adapt and change, and you know, my ideas of what AW should be are always changing because mm -hmm. you can't be stubborn with you know, and, and force something that's not going to stick. Um, but you know, I, I, I do believe, you know, somebody like Wes Barkley, I feel yep. is a lot of people view him as Josh Bishop's manager. Uh, and that's unfortunate because, you know, he is far more talented at other aspects of wrestling 
by a million miles than most people. You know, he can talk. He's comfortable. Uh, he he is so selfless in he will manage. You know what I mean to get a spot on a show and you know just take you know just take do a spot you know rather than do a match. Uh, things like people don't realize how important that attitude is and how important to a show and a presentation that is, you know what I mean? For him to be willing to do that stuff. Um, I think he certainly came into his own throughout go for broke. Um, yeah. You know, there was a lot of things that were written that, you know, Wes and Josh kind of, and some others, but they stole scenes to where things evolved naturally just based on their performances, you know, and the show was already written and done in stone. You know what I mean? Like, um, and just so much of their content became some of the best stuff. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, he certainly feels he's overlooked. I think he certainly feels that he needs to, you know, show up and, and, and prove a lot of people wrong, you know, because people do just view him as a manager. Uh, and I think he has, he has a lot to prove Ethan, Wright, You know, new to everything pretty much, you know, uh, almost exclusively has wrestled, you know, on go for broke. Uh, and you know, he's had a, a few matches on the comeback shows and I think he's, uh, impressed some people. And I think he has a lot more, to do you know i think now that he has a platform uh he has he certainly does not want to squander you know his screen time whatsoever yeah i mean you want to talk about overlooked here's a guy who's been working for uh i i, I don't know maybe you can correct me nearly a decade am i, I think am so I wrong yeah. in saying that yeah. and uh and there are people who have no idea who he is and i tell you what it's not because he's not good he just hasn't had that platform for a variety of reasons. And, man, you, you hope that this is the launching pad. You know what I want to say about Wes Barkley? I was thinking this as you were talking about him. I, I've told him this, I think, before. But one of the things that he is so good at and is a lost art in terms of guys working independent wrestling. But, oh, by the way, this is kind of how you can end up on television. Wes, and there's a reason why he is enamored with a guy like Eddie Kingston, by the way, and this is one of those reasons. Wes Barkley, if you are an AIW hardcore fan and you love or you hate him, either way, you care what happens during his match, right? You either want to see him get horribly maimed or you love it when he pulls one over on somebody. But no matter the match and circumstance that he's in, he's got you caring about what happens. He makes it, a West he makes it important. Match. You know, he yeah. makes it important whether it's a match or it's a manager spot, yeah, or a running spot or different things. And I, I just don't think I think fans are so uh, like black and white in the sense of uh, he's a good wrestler or he's not a good wrestler. Like mm-hmm. uh, he does cool moves or he doesn't do cool moves. Like, there's so much more to wrestling and, like, just making the whole machine work if you are a promotion as opposed to matches, you know, and just, uh, 
Um, you know, there's plenty of promotions that book matches, and it's great. And there's a lot of great matches every single weekend in a million different cities. Uh, and I think every great match at this point is easily forgotten. I think Wes Barkley does something a little different to where, okay, he's not maybe having these five-star classics. But every show he's at, he is making people remember him for something. Um, and that's, I think that is, that is a lost art. I think that is something, you know, people are so concerned with, you know, the, their seven minutes between the ropes. Um, and he's, you know, playing a totally different game. Yeah, he really is. And, and to that sentiment, again, being overlooked, Ethan Wright is, he's within that frame as well you know he he does things so well and he's not a guy who's going to you know we talk about promos cut a big promo but man ethan's right ethan Wright is he's a worker's worker right and that's where he is he's a little different you know he's not yeah. gonna have the big high spot match he's not gonna you know cut the you know cut the most memorable promo he is a just a very efficient performer inside the ropes uh, and efficient in a manner that you don't see much of anymore, especially on the independents. That could be to his detriment to, uh, you know, getting more bookings outside of AIW, or it could be to his advantage. You know, you, you never know how people are going to take it. But if you want to take, if you want to talk like pound for pound efficiency, uh, that's him. You know, I, I don't think there's anybody better. You know, he went in there with with Lee Moriarty and held his own uh, and they had a great match and I think you know what sets him apart is he can have a match with anybody Uh, and you know that listen you might not be getting many Ethan Wright gifts or gifs or whatever you call them but uh, you know he is going to put on a great professional wrestling match and I think more promoters are looking for stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, especially with the advent of IWTV and so many people streaming live, you know, I think they want to have good matches, not just matches that produce a few good clips. Yeah. Whiskers on board with Ethan Wright. Uh, Ethan Wright to me (laughs) is a guy that you could put on television right now. And you, he could be in that ring and somebody could be in the ref's ear and be like, "All right, guys, uh, we got to cut to commercial here in thirty seconds, real quick. You know, go." And then, boom, he'll make something happen. Like, or you got to, hey guys, you got to add fifteen more minutes to this match. He can exactly, do that. or you got to go the other direction, and he can do that. Like, he is so ready for a next level. And it, look, maybe that's the Harley race training, uh, but some of that is just is him and his knowledge and his ability to grasp everything. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, uh, Kaplan also in this tournament. Uh, yeah, you know, Razor Sharp <laughs> has the unfortunate task <laughs> of uh, wrestling Kaplan. Uh, but Kaplan, you know, he has reemerged, uh, you know, in the pandemic, motivated, um, had some of the most memorable matches on Go For Broke. Um <coughs> He is. He seems a lot more rededicated. Uh, you know, he has planted his roots back here in the Cleveland area. 
uh, you know, for a while, he kind of vanished on that road gig where he was, you know, had that traveling job. Um, He seems back. He's uh, really, I think, you know, the thing with Kaplan is I want to say he has something to prove, but he doesn't have anything to prove as within the realm of independent wrestling or professional wrestling. I, I simply think he has something to prove to just Cleveland and, you know, the people he knows, the AW fans, the AW wrestlers. Uh, that is, you know, is it may sound short-sighted, but that is Kaplan to a T. He does not care about getting booked anywhere. He does not care about traveling the country. He wants to wrestle in Cleveland and put on crazy-ass matches, and, uh, you know, he wants to respect the Cleveland. And, you know, you have to respect that. It's, uh, it's as simple as that. And I think, you know... He is the epitome of Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, he would he represents you know the AIW. He re- and he represents especially you know he was very close with Chandler Biggins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he is you know he has to be a favorite you know to to win this tournament. Um, you know, there's also somebody like Mikey Montgomery who. Uh, you may not necessarily like uh, his antics, but, you know, inside the ring, he is a very talented guy. Uh, and he's young. And he's hungry. And yeah. he does have that potential to break out and be the independent guy. You know what I mean? The traveling, you know, guy. He, he's very, he has a very unique moveset. Uh, he's very good. Uh and, you know, uh, that is, you know, he is pretty much the definition also of what this tournament is about. It's about who's up next, and he certainly can be a guy that's up next. Yeah, you know, the interesting pairing of the Bitcoin boys together, Eric and Mikey, has... I I, I don't think that they become as good as they both have at a young age if they're not paired together. Because they're just something just clicked, and they just have this ability to push each other, and not in a competitive like gel. I mean, it's competitive, but like a healthy competitiveness, not a a jealous manner. Yeah, uh, I mean, what are they? They're both twenty one years old. You know, twenty two something. Yeah, uh, no, I think they're twenty one. Are they? You know, okay, I think, I think you know they both have plenty of time. Uh, and are very, you know, there was a consideration of maybe putting Eric Taylor in the, in the Dom spot, but, you know, I think, you know, it, it it's just going to work out better to just do the, do the buy, uh, and let them, but there was that consideration of putting Eric Taylor there and having them wrestle each other and having them one up each other, uh, because I certainly think that they would, they would try and, uh. You know, sometimes that's when the best stuff happens, but I didn't, you know, ultimately I decided against it. Well, let's, uh, let's wind this thing down and, uh, we'll, we'll kind of quickly go over. That's what you can expect this Friday, July 30th, the Chandler Biggins Memorial Tournament. Join us there. There are tickets available. We're going to push the capacity to 200 there at the Odeon in downtown Cleveland and come celebrate uh chandler's life with us on his birthday his 39th birthday uh listen it's gonna be a party and then we'll be at the dive bar after that 
But then July 31st, the very next day, we will be... Uh, what is the exact location, John? I'm going to mess it up. At the Ashtabula Fairgrounds in Jefferson, Ohio. It is the Ohio. Ashtabula Fairgrounds. Okay. Jefferson, Ohio. There you go. Jefferson, Ohio, the Ashtabula Fairgrounds. And we're part of a festival there. There's going to be music. There's going to be wrestling. You get a meet and greet with the Godfather and Papa Shango. He'll so, be doing both both in full character. Uh, I spoke to him today. God, He's going to do Godfather meet and greet first. Okay. Uh, and then he will uh, do the Papa Shango, full makeup, full everything. Uh, they'll have eight by tens of both characters available for purchase. Not sure what they're doing with the pricing. Uh, check out uh, Great Lakes Geek Fest on Facebook. They they continue to post information about that. Uh, tickets as low as five dollars. I think they they have a they have a children's price even for the event. Um, <coughs> and then you know some some. I think $50 for, for ringside front row type of thing. Uh, and then, you know, a, a cheaper general admission ticket for everybody. Uh, so it's very affordable for everyone, uh, especially those of you that are coming also on Friday night. Um, and uh, we, we don't have to get into any of the, any of the reasoning for the matches, uh, but Steve, you can run down the card. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we talked about the Bitcoin Boys. They will be uh, on this card. The Bitcoin Boys versus Balking Season. Arthur MacArthur and uh, Chuck Stone. I almost called him Charles Stone. Chuck Stone <laughs> together. Uh, we mentioned. And this is. Well, and yep. I'll say one thing about that. This is the same four people that were in their debut match at the Goldhorn Brewery. So. Yeah. Um, I believe this is the first time it's just those four back in an AIW ring. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, how how f- fun and interesting. Uh, at the Goldhorn Brewery, it was all four as individuals, and here we have uh, some tag team action as it turned to be. Uh, Ethan Wright, guy we mentioned, will be on the 30th, will also be on the 31st, and back in an AIW ring taking on Ethan Wright will be Tim Donst. So if you're wondering, hey, is there going to be a name a little bit more recognizable on this show? Hell yeah, there is. Tim Donst uh, rolling in because we're right across the PA border out there in Ashtabula County. Uh, He will be here. TKD, Brian Carson taking on each other. Uh, We've got a four-way dance with Riley Rose, Casey Carrington, Meg Myers, and Frankie Flynn. Uh, you know, four individuals, again, as we talk about Go For Broke, this is why you should watch Go For Broke. All four of these individuals had an opportunity to kind of showcase themselves a bit, uh, as well as in AIW dark matches as of late. So they will be there. Twan Tucker taking on Levi Everett. You know, you go that far out, pushing Amish country, you should probably have Levi Everett on show. So he'll be there. Thought. That was my thought. <laughs> he will be there. Uh, more tag team action. The AIW Tag Team Champions, PME, taking on 9-5. to five. Uh, whew, I, I don't know if those people out there are ready for that alarm bell to be sounding. but We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, the production, Derek Dillinger, Ziggy Heim in action, taking on uh, representatives of 40 Acres, Pretty Boy Smooth, and Jocelyn. Uh, that's going to be a fun, interesting uh, tag team matchup right there. We've... It's We've Jocelyn's birthday as well. You know, it's Jocelyn's, it? you got to throw that out there. It's Jocelyn's birthday. Uh, so uh, she is also looking to uh, have a little party with the fans on Saturday. There you go. All right. 
And uh, finally, two individuals that uh, I think we maybe talked about. Well, one we didn't really talk about, but you did mention Kaplan, and all he cares about is AIW and this and that. But there is one match that Kaplan had during the course of this year that was not at AIW, and it became an internet sensation, and it was for all the gigolos and the gigolettes. Juggalettes and jug- juggalos and juggalettes, not gigolos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Freudian slip there. The juggalos and juggalettes. Which I just want to slip. I, I, well, before you continue, I just want to slip in that uh, I also got a new job recently. <laughs> working for, as a gigolo. Oh, <laughs> no. oh that's right. Working for Psychopathic Records, uh, <laughs> which is super weird. Uh, I am an employee uh, of. Uh, the gathering of the juggalos. I will be uh, in charge of all their wrestling operations uh, coming up at the gathering, uh, which has been an interesting job so far, to say the least. Uh, they have a lot of interesting ideas that I have to navigate through, uh, but I'm super pumped about it. Uh, so I will be at the gathering of the juggalos on August 19th. In 20th uh, and 21st. So uh, if you're looking for a weird time and uh, you live in Ohio, come down to Thornville, Ohio, and come see me at the gathering. I will uh, I'll be working, I guess. That's uh, that's my first day. I got an official, uh, got an official contract, and uh, I have uh, hours of my shifts. So, uh, yeah, but uh, that's a whole other story for another day. But I'm going to say that it, this match that Kaplan was involved in is a big part of how you got this job. I, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I'm, go, I'm only going to assume it, but uh, for, for all the juggalos and the juggalettes, Kaplan and Josh Bishop had... Uh, what, would, what would JR call this? A, a barn burner? Was, a slobber knocker? It was a crazy death match, is what I would call it. Uh, it was broadcast live on the Insane Clown Posse's Patreon account, and yeah. it was nuts. Uh, there were some bootlegs of it posted on YouTube. I know some people found it. Uh, man, unbelievable. Um, regardless of how things turn out uh, on Friday night, we are running it back. Uh, <laughs> in Jefferson, Ohio this Saturday simply because it was awesome. Uh, I want to do it. I, I want to do it in the AIW ring. Uh, so we are going to do it this Saturday. Uh, that will be your main event. No DQ. Anything goes. Joshua Bishop versus Kaplan. Is this fourth the title? Fucking might as well be. <laughs> right? I mean, there you go. Yeah, listen. If, if Kaplan wins... The Biggins Cup on Friday, folks. He automatically gets an opportunity whenever he wants for the title, but he's already got a title shot. He's getting grandfathered in. He's getting grandfathered in because of his performance at the Psychopath, which was also weird. We never got the podcast about, but it was at the Psychopathic Records headquarters. Uh, Super weird experience being in there with Josh Bishop and Kaplan. Um, uh, Surreal experience, Uh, but. Try to find try to find the match. It's it's on the it's on ICP's Patreon, I think. Um, but man, 
unbelievable matchup. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna run it back just to run, just for the sake of running it back. Let's fucking go. There you go, folks. Uh, join us this Friday, this Saturday. It's a double shot. Uh, again, look, we're gonna be celebrating uh, the life of two different uh, awesome, amazing individuals. Uh, on both of these nights, we sure hope that you join us, especially if you knew either one of them, and uh, help us celebrate them as well. So Friday, we're at the Odeon. Tickets still available. Dive bar in downtown Cleveland for the after party. Saturday night uh, for Wrestle Greek Fest. Am I going to say it right? Or Wrestle Geek, Geek, Geek Fest. It's <laughs> yes. It's, Jesus, I can't talk. It's called Great Lakes Wrestle Fest. That's, it's promoted uh, by the Great Lakes Geek Fest. That's where I was getting the GR. Great Lakes. Yeah. There we it's go. It's the Great Lakes Wrestle Fest promoted by great the people behind Great Lakes Geek Fest, who they've run several successful conventions in the past. So. They have. It's, I'm really interested to see how this goes. Um, I think it should go well. I mean, the Godfather is ready to go. Um, And if you weren't sold on it, you're going to get to see Kaplan versus Josh Bishop on Saturday. So hell yeah, man, let's, let's do this. Let's party all weekend. People, uh, my adrenaline's flowing already. John Thorne. That's my problem here. I'm not getting words right, but, uh, I'm ready to go right now, man. Let's let's do this. Uh, <coughs> if you're listening, we hope to see you this weekend at both of those places, certainly at least at one of them. And other than that, for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy, and of course, Mr. Whiskers popping in there. We will talk to you next week right here on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. <laughs>